It's outside the box, observing a milestone. Today's topic is Suffrage 100. 100 years ago, our country celebrated a milestone. No, it's not the end of the last great pandemic. It's when enough men in this country realize that women deserve the same right to vote as them. The final 36th state ratifying the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, giving women the right to vote, was Tennessee on August 18, 1920. The amendment was officially adopted into the Constitution on August 26, 1920, which is why that day is the official anniversary. Women's suffrage was finally won. And if you're wondering where the word suffrage comes from, you aren't alone. While women suffered plenty without the vote and trying to get it, that's not its origin. It's Latin, meaning a ballot or a vote. Why they couldn't just talk about giving women the vote instead of using a fancy Latin word is beyond me. The amendment was the culmination of almost 75 years of women with some male-identified allies organizing for voting rights. And, of course, there were feminists who wanted equality in voting and in general decades and centuries before then. Writer philosopher philosopher Mary Wollstonecraft in the 1790s was among the first in the U.S. to publicly support the rights of women. The 1848 Women's Convention in Seneca Falls, New York, initiated the feminist activist phase of the women's rights movement. Organizations formed. Women demanded voting ballots. Some women retained their family name after marriage, and several even ran for president. A second wave of feminism finally brought the 19th Amendment to fruition with picketing of the White House, hunger strikes, and massive civil disobedience and arrests during and at the end of World War I. Of course, just having the right to vote didn't mean that the political landscape would change. And it hasn't in the last 100 years. Certainly not as much as some women might have hoped. The U.S. only had its first female-identified major party-nominated presidential candidate four years ago and she lost. Only one quarter of both U.S. House and Senate seats are occupied by women, half of what it should be demographically. Only nine women are state governors, less than 20%. Well, you might think, women do vote more democratically or liberally. However, exit polls in 2016 showed that Hillary Clinton got 48% of women's votes and 48% of the total vote. The current president got 46% of the total vote and 45% of women. So it's hard to view women as a special voting block that will likely swing an election. Maybe the ERA, Equal Rights Amendment, is a piece of legislation that can help women take more control of our government and country. It failed to get enough state legislative approval to to pass back in the 1970s. However, it's being resurrected, and it may get a second chance 
for passage. But in the meantime, we can celebrate the 100th, 100th Women's Equality Day, the August 26th anniversary of women's right to vote, or as stated in the amendment, prohibiting the state from, quote, denying the right to vote to citizens on the basis of sex, end quote. This free feature did not have much in the way of outside-the-box ideas. I wanted to highlight this 100th Women's Equality Day. But how about this? Let's begin a campaign to take away votes from men. After all, we got along without women voting for 132 years, and the country survived. So why not allow only women to vote for 132 years to even things out? I'm willing to give up my right to vote. What does the right to vote mean to you? Is it a big deal or not? I'm Larry Danzinger, trusting civic action and making noise more than having a vote.